Hey guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 17. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And thank you for joining us today, whether it's your first time or you're coming back. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you and welcome. Yes. So <laughs> this is an episode we've been sitting on for a while, not like sitting on like we recorded it and we haven't released it yet. Uh, it's just we haven't gotten to recording it for about three weeks now because three weeks ago we actually got to get into one of the cast member previews for Disney's new roller coaster at the Magic Kingdom Park, Tron Light Cycle Run. Say that three times fast. No. <laughs> um, this is something that has been long anticipated at Disney's Magic Kingdom. It was announced originally back in 2017 at the D23 Expo um, that they were going to be basically transplanting the Tron Light Cycle Power Run ride from uh, Shanghai Disneyland over here to Disney's Magic Kingdom, uh, opening in time for Disney's 50th anniversary celebration in 2021. And it didn't happen. Did not happen. Um, some of that was due to COVID delays, but then it just kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And it kind of became something that we were discussing, like, how long did it take them to build a whole theme park? Like, And we would start like, researching and looking up things to see, like, oh, in the time that this was announced to now, you know... Universal built a whole roller coaster, opened it, and it's been open for a year. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy how long this took. But we're not going to dwell too long on the misfortunes that Disney had with this. Oh, I'm going to dwell on so many things. Let's, I don't know. I think ultimately, like, you do have to look at, like, that anticipation for this ride because this was something that was announced so long ago. And Yes, it is in previews now. Cast member previews are done. They are currently doing the Disney annual pass holder previews uh, for this ride to be opening up at the beginning of April 2023. April 4th. April 4th. Um, and now it's going to be for the 100th celebration, not yes, the 50th. Yes, the Disney Company 100th <laughs> celebration. Um, I don't know. I. This is one of those things like we don't go to Magic Kingdom a lot, but there's always that kind of thrill because, oh, there's something new coming. And, like, getting to see the progress of them building the coaster and the canopy. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on the monorail and, like, or, you know, you're taking the ferry boat across and you're seeing that canopy there. And you're like, oh, wow, like, the Disney skyline has completely changed. Like, mm -hmm. it's exciting. There's a little bit of a thrill. And I'm super grateful for the chance to have gotten to go on this ride mm -hmm. early. Thank you, Titi. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic that we got to do this. And... I'm glad we got to do it here instead of having to wait in the absolutely insane queues oh, that are going to be yeah. coming mm -hmm. because this will be virtual queue. Um, supposedly, there will be three time slots that you'll be able to try to check in. Really? Yes. Oh. Um, but also, this ride is incredibly short. Um, from the time that you're seated aboard your light cycle... You go through the run, and then you exit. It's less than two minutes. Yes. It's a very quick, quickly done ride. And I do think it is a good roller coaster. Um, for those thrill seekers that might not want too much thrill, it does go fast. It's almost 60 miles per hour. But there are no huge like drops. There's no inversions, so you don't go upside down. There's like no crazy corkscrews or anything mm -hmm. at all. It's a very straightforward, just like fun fast roller coaster mm -hmm. and if you're worried about it well by the time like 
<laughs> you're going, it is. It, it's over. It's so, over. So you don't you don't have to worry about it too too long. Um, but there is some fun to it. Like there is, the cue for it is absolutely insane. And I don't want to spoil anything if like you've been avoiding anything. But there is a reveal that happens in this that I foresaw coming, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. And they kind of did it in a way that had like a wow factor. It's my favorite part of the ride. And I think everything is so well done. Like the theming, the music, the effects, like the projections that they have as you're going through. Um, Because what's the story for this ride? Oh, uh, the story. Uh, You are joining Team Blue, who has never won anything. The other teams are Team Green. You don't go against Team Green. Uh, Team Yellow? Yep, Team... I think there's Team Red and Team Orange. And Team Orange. You're actually going to go against Team Orange today. And Team Orange is known for being really mean, to put it in Disney terms. They're basically going to try everything to get you to, like, swerve off Rainbow Road, basically. Um, and that's really it. Like, there's not, there's no more story beyond that. Yeah, that's it. And, again, this is themed to the movie's or movie franchise, I guess, Tron, because we did have the original Tron that came out in, like, 1981, 1982, and then Tron Legacy that came out in 2010. And one of the things that we had been talking about when we were waiting in line for this was just our familiarity with the Tron franchise. And I have not seen Tron Legacy since it came out, Mm -hmm. so even then it's been 13 years. Yeah. And even when I saw Tron Legacy, when that came out, it had been probably like 13 to 20 years since I had seen the original Tron. Mm -hmm. So I'm now even further removed from Tron Tron. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a franchise that I have a lot invested in. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that Disney is kind of reaching into some other corners of their universe to do things, Um, even though this is basically like a copy paste from the shanghai one i think tron is kind of like a fan favorite so i'm i'm cool with what it is i feel the same way as when they were going to do pandora over in animal kingdom because i cared nothing for avatar but the rides are really good and the atmosphere is really fun yeah and i i think the same thing for tron like it is a good ride very brief but the theme of the atmosphere is amazing. Like, we went on our preview around 7 o'clock, so it's right when it started to get dark in Orlando. <laughs> so by the time we were actually going through the queue to getting into, like, the main part of the, the line, like, it was starting to get dark. So by the time we were through the queue, seated, and then our light cycle took off, it was dark outside. So yeah. we did get to get a lot of the... Lighting effects that you you could kind of see when we were in the queue. Like, you Mm -hmm. would see some of the color and the lights, but it was really when we were on it that you finally got to see it. So I would definitely say, if this is a ride you're trying to go on... Go during the night. Go at night. If there's a Disney After Hours event that has access to this ride without having to deal with the headache of a virtual queue and, like, that uncertainty, I would say probably take that Mm -hmm. uh, chance and go then. Um, Because I think if you go during the day... Yeah, it's Again, a fun ride. It's a short ride too, but fifty percent of it is outside. You think fifty percent? It's not fifty percent. It's like it's the most thrilling aspect of the ride is outside. Yeah, I think that's fairer than fifty percent. I uh, it's <laughs> I I would go. I would 
I'm tempted to go watch the video again of it, uh, once we get off just to, to time it because, again, it's super short. Um, but ultimately, I think it is a worthwhile attraction, but mm-hmm. I can see people being let down by it because yeah. of the hoops you're going to have to jump through and the long lines you're going to have to wait in for a short ride. I think there's nothing to really compare it to at Disney. Mm-hmm. I think the strongest comparisons to this would be something like over at Universal with either Velocicoaster or Hagrid's Motorbike Magical Creature Adventure because... TM. TM. Because it is a different seating. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not sitting in an actual, like, cart. Like, you're sitting on a light cycle, so you're, like, straddling something kind of like you are in Hagrid's. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool that kind of like puts you into it a little bit more mm-hmm. but the thrills of Hagrid or Velocicoaster they're much more intense rides mm-hmm. I think even though Hagrid also doesn't have any huge drops or inversions I think the length of the Hagrid coaster and some of the surprises that you have in there mm-hmm. like going backwards and the part where the tr- uh, track actually drops down to a second yeah. level and then you shoot off I think there's more going on with those rides Yeah, and I think the weights will probably be comparable, and if you put like both of those rides in front of me, I think I'll still probably take Hagrid mm-hmm. or even Velocicoaster, which much faster, a lot more corkscrews and versions, like that huge drop at the beginning. I don't think this can stack up to those, even though it is going to be the most intense ride at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I would. Say, I would agree. I wouldn't try to compare it to Velocicoaster, though. I feel like Velocicoaster is like. A roller coaster, roller coaster. Mm-hmm. This isn't like the first roller coaster you'll put your kid through, especially if you can see like the main drop from outside. You're like, oh, that's a drop, drop. I don't think this is going to be your kid's first ride. I think this would be a good second roller coaster. Yes. I think if you can go on something like Big Thunder Mountain and they're like, okay, what's the next step up from here? I would say maybe this. Since Space Mountain isn't that thrilling, even though it's in the dark, it only mm-hmm. goes like 28 miles per hour. Like it's It not, feels a lot faster. It feels faster, <laughs> but it's because you're in the dark and you don't know what's coming <laughs> up. But it's not a very fast, not a very intense roller coaster. Um, I think this would be a good step up from Big Thunder before you start going on some more intense stuff like Rock and Roller Coaster. Or Mount Everest. Or, yeah, Expedition Everest. I think... If, like, you're a little, little kid, I think Slinky Dog is the place to start. <laughs> but then from Slinky Dog, you then go up to Big Thunder. Yeah. I think that's, like, the, the progression you would mm-hmm. go through. I think this one doesn't have, again, doesn't have, like, a really big drop or anything. But I still felt, like, the most thrilling aspect is just, like, the launch into the outside canopy. Where you're going, like, you're dipping a little bit and then you're going up. I feel like that by itself is more thrilling than, say, like, Slinky Dog or anything like that. Um, but also it's at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. This is a place, like, if you keep walking around Tomorrowland, you will end up in Fantasyland, where you will meet all your princesses, and you will go on Peter Pan's flight, and, like, it's a small world. Magic Kingdom's not really known for thrill, thrill, yeah. even though it has the most roller coasters at Disney. I think there's also, on the plus side of this, this will be another ride for people to go on. Um, so it will help with some of the ride capacity because it will spread people out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a shame that this is 
having its grand opening right after we've lost Splash Mountain because now this would have helped with congestion at all the other rides in the park, but now that people aren't going to get to be able to go on Splash, all those people are just going to be going to this ride instead mm -hmm. of being a little bit more evenly spaced. Yeah. So I think we're going to be in a weird growing period for Magic Kingdom until Tiana's Bayou Adventure or whatever. I can't remember what that's called. I think, that, I think that's pretty close, um, yeah. Until that actually opens up. And then... Once that's been open for a little bit, after Tron's been open for a bit, I think we'll start to see the wait times level out a little bit. Because mm -hmm. this is definitely going to be a marquee attraction for yes. that park. Even with us, I don't want to say being like negative about it, but realistic. and Realistic. Looking at the pros and cons, I think once the word is out there about this, people should definitely consider going on it, but manage expectations. I think that's the what's going to make or break someone. I actually had a conversation with my manager tonight about Tron. Yeah? Yeah. She asked about it, and I was just like, oh, as long as you manage your expectations, I'll be fine. She was curious. She watched some videos. Only of the launch, though. Which, you know, it's the yeah, launch. Yeah, that's <laughs> the first quarter of the ride, though. Um, I, I ultimately dig it. I look forward to seeing what Disney does next with like another roller coaster with what they've learned from this one. But also, I don't know what they could really learn from this because it's already been open at Shanghai yeah. since like 2015, 2016. So the fact that they've already kind of seen how this works and how this operates, it's going to be interesting to see how an American audience reacts to it. I think this is the problem with Tron is that we got Guardians of the Galaxy first. Yeah. And I can't help but compare the two whenever I think about them. No, fair, because Guardians is an absolutely fantastic ride. And, I mean, in all honesty, a much better ride, too. Longer? Longer. A little bit more thrilling just because of, like, the, like the spinning or turning of your vehicle. I think the atmosphere is a little bit more fun and a little bit better because I think where you have like the Tron kind of electronica music, I think mm -hmm. like the seventies, eighties pop rock is a lot more fun. And mm -hmm. also you have the guardians of the galaxy characters there. Like you're seeing the projections of them. You're seeing mm -hmm. like, um, Oh my gosh. Like the celestial, like you're hearing their voice the tracks. Nova. Like I think, <laughs> I think there's a lot more going on in that ride that it's kind of, much more stimulating. So this uh, Tron was released as part of the four new developments, I guess, for four across four parks. So in that, we've got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, mm -hmm. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Guardians of the Galaxy's Cosmic Green One, mm -hmm. and Tron Light Cycle Run. Yes. So out of all of those rank them i guess um i think of all of them guardians is my number one mm -hmm. then i think after that mickey and minnie's i think yeah is a great number too because the technic uh technology behind that ride is absolutely stunning like you are in a cartoon it's mm -hmm. fantastic and it's a lot of fun uh remy's ratatouille adventure another kind of transplant ride because that was over in disneyland paris for years before I made it mm -hmm. jump over here. Awesome attraction. Like, very cute. A lot of fun. Um, also kind of short, though. And I think that's... Yeah. 
to the detriment of that one because it's very well done. Like the theming of it, the detail, like the projections and the live sets that you're going through, mm-hmm. all fantastic. Um, I almost thought about making that one my number two, but then ultimately uh, Tron would be my number four. Really? Yeah. I yeah. just Again, it's too short. And again, we went at a preview, so it's not 100% done yet because there are still aspects to the exit queue that weren't there when we went through it the gift shop that you're going to be kind of pulsed through once you get off of it next to um, space mountain wasn't done yet that was still under Mm -hmm. construction so that's not there so not that that's going to actually change my thoughts on the ride itself but that is the experience part of it too like so yeah how about you I'm going to give it to Guardians because Guardians, if you take it anywhere else, you're going to have to do a lot more digging out of it to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy really does belong in Epcot from the jokes that they tell. Uh, Gamora goes and tells you, like, we're going back to Epco at one point. Um, And then Rocket responds with, it's pronounced Epcot, which is really funny. Um, but even like the story behind it, like you're going to the first interplanetary pavilion ever at Epcot. That's that's neat. Mm-hmm. That's cool. There are like a lot of lines going back to Epcot, and I feel like that's and that's really fun. Like you're really stuck in Epcot, so California can't take it exactly as it is. Yeah, <laughs> take that, California. <laughs> But they do have Mission Breakout, which looks awesome. It does, so, you know what? (laughs) Ultimately, I think it's good manage expectations and go when you don't have too much of a wait or go when you know you'll be able to get onto it because I think if you hype it up too much after, like, that two minutes, it's, well, it was okay, but... (laughs) It's fun. Manage your expectations and you'll be fine. Um, I don't think getting on a virtual queue should be too much of a hassle. At least it hasn't been the case for Guardians. I mean, Guardians was at the beginning, though, but mm-hmm. now that ride's been open for almost a year, so it's definitely yeah. tapered off a little bit. So, but I, I, I would say use your time for Guardians if you need to pick and choose between the two. Oh, yeah, definitely. And thanks for taking the time to listen to us and picking us over whatever else you had to listen to. Hey, this was a short one. You got time to go check that one out, too. But This is a Tron ride. <laughs> but, but thanks for listening along. If you follow us over on our Instagram, Parks and Rec, you know we had already gone on this. Uh, we always try to keep you updated on what we're doing in the parks and what we'll be talking about next. Uh, for example, if you followed along the other day, you know we already went to the Epcot Food and Flowers Festival. Nope. It's really called Flower and Garden, but it's just food and flowers, baby. That's all it is. Um, so we'll be going back to that again shortly to try some of the other stuff. But spoilers, I I really enjoyed our first visit to it. So look forward to us hearing, or hearing, look forward to us telling you about that and hearing about it on the next episode. You know words. I do know words. 